The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The numbers told the story they always do. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN. Good morning and welcome in. I am John Von Tobel filling in for Gil Alexander, who is off doing his, am I allowed to say this legally? Yeah. Civic duty. Jury duty. I think. I think, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I think that's a. Um, so Gil is off for jury duty today. He will be back tomorrow unless I have spoken this to his in, in existence. I told John Goulet this unless he gets like the case of the century. Yeah, I, mean, I haven't heard from him. So I don't know if he. I, I think they got the call last night whether yeah. he even have to show up or not. So he might just be at home sleeping right now. I don't really know. Or maybe he had to go this morning, check in and see where he's at. And, yeah, maybe he's going to be uh, sequestered for two months and you're going to be here. Uh, I'm a pa- uh, I don't know, statute of limitations and how, how this works. And I might be admitting to a crime of some sort here. Way to start the show. Um, <laughs> I, it's not like a crazy crime, I don't think. Let me, let me Google the results <laughs> of this here. Um, I don't – I've moved a lot throughout my, you know, adulthood from 18. Mm. You know, I've apartments almost every single year, kind of move around, whatever. I've never gotten a jury duty summons. Now, I think that's probably because I just failed to change my address a bunch. So, like, there were times, <laughs> that probably you know what I mean? I probably it, yes. have, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. been sent one, but I have never opened my mail and seen a thing that says you have jury duty. I get them all the time here in Nevada. Please don't send them anymore. That's my, that's my way of saying, yeah, I haven't gotten one since I moved here. So, yeah, I don't, don't want to get one. I did get a nice postcard from the Nevada, like, Justice Department or whatever one time that said I had a warrant out for my arrest. Apparently, there was, like, a ticket that I just didn't, like, take care of that Dude, I forgot about. That happened to me, right, too. But it was, yes. like, a nice little postcard. It was just like, by the way, you have a warrant out for your arrest. I was like, wow, this is this is really courteous. <laughs> I didn't so get a I'll postcard. I found out about it the <laughs> next time I got pulled over for speeding. And oh, the guy really? was like, by the way, you didn't pay a ticket. You technically have a warrant out. I was like, oh, okay. Let's get that uh, fixed real quick, please. Yes, yes, that's fine. All right. Well, Gil is off just for today, hopefully. Uh, I've actually never experienced jury duty. I hear it's terrible. If it's anything like the show jury duty on Amazon Prime, it sounds like a lot of fun and it looks like a lot of fun. Uh, but I'm sure that that's not what Gil is experiencing here today. Uh, probably a lot of sorrow. Much like the sorrow that I felt last night in watching the NBA, uh, what a game yesterday. 119 to 116. The Phoenix Suns end up taking out the Golden State Warriors in what might have been a game that could have been ruined by injury. Of course, we know that Kevin Durant ended up not playing in that game. Uh, Draymond Green got ejected early in that game for doing. I don't know what Draymond he was. Things. Yeah, he was trying to do. For anybody who has not seen the clip of Draymond Green getting ejected, uh, very much worth looking at. A third time this season that he's been ejected. Um, it was but, like one of the blockers on the Ravens' punt return. It yep. was just full helicopter mode. It was like, I can't control my arms. Right. Oh, I hit you in the face. Sorry, Nurkic. It, it was such a weird thing. But it was also a weird betting night last night in this game. So you see the closing number. So some really late steam actually sh- like shoved this number all the way to Warriors minus two. 
last night pre-flop. Wow. Uh, yeah, that was it was kind of odd. Uh, Doug Kazarian only as uh, I know it's onlyplayers.com, but as I say, onlyplayers.com. Um, he tweeted out, like, oh, some late steam here pushing this up to one. And I was like, what? Because I had just stopped checking the number. I figured we we're going to close around three, whatever. Um, not the case. And it looked like that was going to be the right side. The Warriors had opened up at about an 11-point lead. Looked like they were going to run all over Phoenix. Suns come storming back. Part of a big fourth quarter from Devin Booker. But the shenanigans in this game near the end, especially with some of these early pre-flop numbers, where at the end of this game, Kelly, before Kevin Durant's injury, I bet this under 234 and a half. Great CLV. Yeah, right. Close is 228 and a half, 229 in some spots. There's no KD. I'm feeling yeah. absolutely tremendous. And as I told you, 203 points with four minutes left to go. I'm like, you know what? I might get a little misty, but I should be okay at the end of this. Nope, not the case. It comes down with five seconds left. Pajemski for the Golden State Warriors, their wonderful rookie who has been pretty solid for them so far this season. Uh, but Brandon Pajemski gets a rebound after, actually, excuse me, inbounds the ball after a made free throw from Bradley Beal, puts them up five, the Suns, but there's like less than five seconds left. They let him run the length of the court. He hits a layup. It goes over the total of 234 and a half by the hook. It's, it gets right on three. So anybody who got in early in the late three and a half with the Phoenix oh. Suns got burned. Um, now, again, it closed two and 229. So it was well over some of those numbers. But boy, oh, boy, somebody got in early. Uh, I have been burned by the hook quite a few times here in the last few days yeah, of the what, NBA. What, what were you telling me pre-show? What has it been now? So I've had is it this. dating back to Friday? It's dating back to Friday. Thunder Warriors where we both got hosed, yeah. Under 234 and a half and a, close, and a total of close 229 went over by the hook. Um, the Warriors Thunder game, it was Friday night as I was celebrating my young son's birthday. It was it was ruined by the fact that uh, – actually, it was Pajemski again. It was, it, it was Pajemski again. He hit the shot. With no time left. P- Pajemski's, I think, oh. I think he screwed me on three bets this year. I he, think it's three. I think, the, I, I, sorry, two bets. You were on this one. This would have been the third one if I was on this for, for those who don't know, at the end of the Warriors-Thunder uh, game, in overtime, uh, they're, they're down by four. And there's no point because there's like seven seconds left. They miss a shot, almost turn it over. The ball finds Pajemski again. He misses a putback and then puts it back for a second attempt and it falls on two. Uh, I had laid two and a half. So, yeah, it's been brutal. I had a Memphis Grizzlies team total the other day, over 113 and a half, finished with 113 points. So, uh, the NBA has been a lot of fun over the last couple of days. Yeah, it's NBA betting, as we were talking about. It's uh, uh, before the show. It's the ebbs and flows of the season. It happens. Uh, you have to just mentally get through it. And there are times There are times every season, where at least once or twice, where it feels like you just got sucker punched uh, over over a series of days. And, yeah, that's what you're going through right now, my yes. man. Yes. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll persevere. I'll persevere. By the way, the Warriors uh, fall to 10-13 and 13 on the season. They were actually 9-2 against the spread on the road uh, beforehand. And, of course, it, depending on closing numbers and whatnot, that does improve. Or, excuse me, depending on what you got it. But the closing number, they'll fall to 9-3 ATS. But uh, when you look at it overall – uh, they are a team that is covered at a very high rate on the road this season. And oh, when you look at both teams, as we kind of move forward, Kelly, the big story for Phoenix is, I think, twofold. First off, we have yet to see the big three play together. Yep. Bradley Beal looks somewhat decent coming back from this long injury. 16 points, 5 of 12 shooting, three rebounds, three assists. Again, on 27 minutes, didn't they kind of uh, limited what he wanted to do from a minutes perspective. And I'll say this. I might be crazy. I don't think it's dead yet, but I did bet Devin Booker before the season started to win MVP. 32-4-7 and seven on 12-23 shooting last night. I did the Undertaker meme, like, you know, sitting up in the coffin. I think he's got a little bit of life. I think the heart is He's awesome. There. He is absolutely awesome. I can't wait. I mean, possibly tonight, I guess we could see all three. I, I think that's maybe right. doubtful on a back-to-back. Uh, I mean, especially with Beal. Right, right that's what I'm saying. More, more with Beal than yeah. even Durant probably tonight, but – there's a chance, at least right now, it's uh, no, nobody's worse than questionable. At least. Yep, at, at this point right now. The other part from last night as we were looking in, again, it was a pretty short card yesterday uh, in the NBA. In terms of the takeaways, too, uh, maybe something worth noting as we move forward, uh, but both teams coming out of the in-season tournament final, we were wondering what those results were going to be like. Indiana responds really well the other day. They come in and they beat Detroit by margin. They end up covering their first game. That was on Monday. Tuesday night, the Oh, Lakers, yeah, that was another half-pointer. That's yeah, right, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah that was another half pointer. You're right. Thank you. That was the other one I was there. <laughs> no, Detroit, plus, Detroit plus seven and a half, JVT. We were lost both by, on lost it. Lost yeah. by eight. It was great. Yep. Um, but for the Lakers last night, ended up getting off to a really slow start. Looked like a team that maybe had hung out in Vegas for a couple of days after yeah. winning uh, a little bit of a championship, if you will. 
got off to a slow start in the first half, had a massive third quarter in which they ended up taking the lead, but ended up losing by two on the road to the Dallas Mavericks. So that was one as well where, it's again, it's a mixed bag of results. We'll see what comes from it as the sample size grows over the years. Uh, but anybody looking to play against the angle of teams coming off of these in-season tournaments um, so far in a small sample size, nothing to really take away. As we've yeah. seen so far. Yeah, not really. Lakers then go into the spur, go into play San Antonio tonight. Uh, LeBron and AD both listed as questionable JVT, but they are only two-point favorites on the road. I think yeah. that uh, that line would signal to you that there is not much uh, belief that I, I would guess either is going to play. I don't, I don't. I think both of those guys. Maybe San Antonio's power rate is the exact same as the Dallas Mavericks. Right, exactly. <laughs> All right, we have two. We have a bunch of games tonight in the association, but I do think that there is one very much worth hitting on because you talk about the in-season tournament, a rematch of the semifinals in the in-season tournament out here in Las Vegas. The Milwaukee Bucks are taking on the Indiana Pacers, and we have this total now at two fifty-eight and a half. That is exactly where it closed at Circa and in other spots. On Thursday last week, we watched that game in person. I bet under 258 and a half of that game. Ended up with 240-ish, uh, something around there. So there's some sort of points. Uh, ended up going under the total. I understand potentially rehanging this at that same number because regular season basketball is different. However, having said that, like these two teams did just play. There is a sense of familiarity. This is going to be, I believe, their third game against one another. Mm -hmm. So they are definitely familiar with each other, Kelly. And the Bucs did just watch the Lakers on Saturday put forth a game plan that was very successful in stymieing this offense for Indiana. They were blitzing off screens every time Tyrese Halliburton brought somebody over to screen for him. There were two Lakers defenders in his face, and Lakers defenders with length, right? It was Jared Vanderbilt. It was Cam Reddish. It was Anthony Davis. We got some length here on this Bucks team. Right. Uh, I do wonder what this is going to look like. Now, the point of attack with Damian Lillard is not the same, but again, I think I just want to come back to, I might hate it, but under 258 and a half. Yeah, I like that we're uh, both considering similar things from the in-season tournament. I, I didn't bet the Bucks pregame in that one. I did for, for this one, I hear you on the total. I think that, yeah, I mean, really that adjustment is, I think you hit on it. It's just what, now this is an NBA regular season game compared to something that means slightly something in the semifinals of the in-season tournament. Um, so that's, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that. It would still be lean under for me. This is still, this still is what, tied for the largest total that we've seen in 30 years yeah. now. Uh, we'll see if we go any higher. It is funny that they, this number really hasn't moved much since they opened it to 258, 258 and a half. Really hasn't gone anywhere. Uh, I thought the side it, opening was it was interesting as well. JVT is I got a five and a half, six and a half now. Uh, but at the time, five and a half, we saw this game here in Vegas. It was four and a half, five yep. to the Bucks side. So really only adjusting it, you know, a point to a half a point for home court on the Milwaukee side felt a little odd for me. Obviously, the Bucks lose that game to the Pacers. Um, but like you said, you get the kind of game plan layout, I think, from the Lakers that you do have the pieces to employ. Is Brooke Lopez as athletic and, and as quick as AD? No. But still, they have the pieces here. I think that they could they could work uh, work that in. So I did bet, bet the Bucks side tonight. I think they get a chance here to come back and get some vengeance on the Pacers. All right, when we come back here on a numbers game, yes, no playoff props. And what am I missing with this team? plus 160 to make the playoffs. It seems like a steal. We'll tell you who that is when we come back here on a numbers game. It is VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. We're presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. A numbers game on VSIN, the sports betting network. VEASAN Pro subscribers gets all, get all sorts of cool stuff up on the website. You get Pro Tools, one of my favorites, the NBA Daily Player Prop Tool. Yeah. Yeah, which you can look at the history of player props. You can see where a guy's rebounds were at five days ago, where they're at now. You can shop around, all sorts of great stuff. The Picks page, you get Pro Tips and more. And if you're not a VEASAN Pro subscriber, just get a little sample, right? It's a Costco version of it. Introduct your offer for $9.99. Check out all your options, though, at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Who's the last time you got a sample at a store? Oh, um, I get samples a lot at liquor stores. Not that I go a lot. I'm just saying. I, I was just that was the only one I had. It was yeah. the only one I had. I was I was at a Lee's liquor like uh like two weeks ago or something, and trying to remember what I even sampled. Something gross like vodka, which I don't really drink. Some kind of vodka. Um, but yeah, like food sample. Yeah. Good point. I, I not, like not a long time. Yeah, it's been a probably long time. The, probably the last time I was at Costco with my father because he's that guy who just has a girlfriend yet still somehow goes to Costco for everything. Yep. And I'm like, why are you shopping in bulk? Like, there's two of you. Wait, like, why? why I got to get a Costco thing. Yeah, I've got you got to get that figured out. Yeah, you got to get that figured out. They're bottomless yeah. pits. It's, it's <laughs> insanity. How much money is it? The other day, my kid asked me, he's like, why do you work every day? I was like, have you, like, have you seen what you guys do to me? Why do you work every day? <laughs> because I have to. I'd be out of We'd we have nothing. I have nothing left at all. Uh, by the way, love free alcohol samples. Just throw that out there. Absolutely. I mean, that, that's where I, like, yeah, I was, I was poo-pooing on it, but yeah. I, free booze. It's great. Yeah, I'm never not going to stop at that Never table. say no. <laughs> and there's a lot of times you might get a free shirt with it, which is always really good. I have a Patron, like, T-shirt that I have at home because I was just like, do you guys want it? You want a free sample of Patron? I'll give you the shirt. Prime example of people love free stuff. Absolutely. It doesn't matter what it is. All we have for- to do is take a picture of you with the shirt. And you get this free alcohol. <laughs> I mean, like shirts, stress balls, just anything. Anything free people love. All right, so I mentioned, I, I think I teased it out like it, it's like stealing or free money, whatever. Speaking of free, uh, everything, not everything or and not anything in sports betting is ever free. Uh, but we were going to go over NFL yes, no play, uh, playoffs, right, to make the playoffs. And where we're at now with about, what are we at, four weeks left to go, something like that in the National Football League. Yep. And when you sent this over and I was going over it, there were two that immediately stuck out to me. I will admit there was a third that did stick out, but reevaluating their schedule, and that was about three to one. I was like, yeah, I don't know about this one. So there were three teams that stuck out. And the one that I was teasing out in terms of, yes, plus 160 to make the playoffs, and it's funny because it sounds like it's the one that you looked at as well yeah. that immediately stuck out to you, is the Los Angeles Rams, who just went up into Baltimore, lost a tough overtime game to the Ravens over the weekend, uh, a very fun one that I had to sweat out a teaser leg on. But with the Rams, Kelly, who are 6-7, and seven, what immediately sticks out to you, I think, for L.A., and it probably stuck out to you, is the way their schedule breaks down as they move forward and the opportunity in front of them to potentially take out some teams that would not only be in their way for a wild card, uh, but also the strength of the schedule that they have moving forward. 
They, of course, come up this weekend. They get a home game against the Washington Commanders. They follow that up with a home game against the Saints. They'd be favored in both of those games and favored against the Commanders. On the road against the New York Giants. Sorry, I get it, Tommy. Tommy DeVito, right? He's great. Yeah. And his agent is Still all, yeah. favored. Uh, right, exactly. On the road against Giants, you're going to be favored <laughs> I, there. I, I guess unless the Giants rip off two I, I more mean, wins but, and somehow do it by margin, maybe we're reevaluating. But otherwise, I think you're just talking about Rams being and, a safe and let's say right, And let's say that's the case. It's still going to be a coin flip spot regardless, right? Yeah, you're still talking right, about a correct, winnable, winnable yeah. game on the road within a field goal, and I would say less than a field goal uh, if the Giants are favored by the time they get to that one on the road. And then the last one piques your interest because you're like, well, it's San Francisco. There's a chance that San Francisco has nothing to play for in that final game of the regular season. And you go to San Francisco and you're taking on, now the potential is still, like you're taking on Sam Darnold and there's some still, you know, a, a, an offense that raises the floor and a very solid defense with depth. But you're playing, the generally, you're playing a team on the road that more than likely has nothing to play for in that final game and will be resting a lot of key players. So there's a sense that that could be it. At plus 160, it does seem that there's two teams that stuck out, but this was at the top of the list for me, the L.A. Rams. And given how well they played, again, they went to Baltimore. They played extremely well and lost in overtime there. I think that the Rams are, I think, at the top of the list of yes, no, but you're betting yes to make the playoffs. Yeah, it was really interesting to see kind of how long it took books to re-release these yesterday after the two Monday night games and how how wild those were and really affected almost everything uh, in these playoffs. Can I say really quickly? So I did not watch the Monday night games live. I went back on Tuesday morning to watch them. Right, I'm watching that Dolphins game, and I'm like, when does it start? Right, yeah, yeah. Like, there's, there's no way. There's no way that this actually because I knew the final score. Well, it was almost and I'm like, what is what is happening? It was almost when does it start twice? Right, because right. because you're like you're like this game's close. Like right. w- I thought the Dolphins blew some big lead, and then it's like late. You're like, oh okay, then they go up touchdown. Well, oh, then they go up two right. touchdowns. First, it was the scoring because I'm like, dude, it's like it's like 13 13. What right. are we doing? Like, and there's like th- we're in the fourth quarter. That was not- anyway. So continue. Uh, no, no, it was just – so Rams, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. This is the one I, uh, I identified too. We'll get to AFC next. Yeah. NFC, there's, there's still, there were still a lot of numbers off the board, uh, a lot of quarterback questions going on. Eagles are just obviously – they're in, so they're going to be off the board uh, there anyways. Yeah, I mean, I guess the way I kind of looked at this, JVT, is you are down to – look, the, the NFC South, some team's going to win that division – and the Eagles are going to be right in there, or Eagles or Cowboys are going to be right in there at number five. So then you're talking about two spots. It does make this a little tougher than maybe the AFC, where all three spots are kind of up for grabs, but two spots up for grabs. And to me, it's really down between four teams. Vikings, Packers, Rams, Seahawks, because I don't really think, I don't trust any of those any other NFC South teams. And I'm with you. It was just looking at looking at the schedules, and then you're looking at, what you know, how this could play out, and I think this Packers team. Look, are they as bad as what you saw on Monday night? No, but they're not as good as what you saw the two uh, the two weeks beforehand right. either, right? So they're somewhere in between. I think this Rams offense has just been, they've just been incredible when they have the four guys on the field. When it's Stafford, he's got the two two wide receivers and Cup and Nakua and Kyron Williams. Just incredible. It's seemingly just having those four guys on the field makes this offense as powerful as it does. And when they do, though, it's top 10 offense in the league. The defense might not be great, but they can go out there and beat anybody with an offense. On Sunday, they were down to like their fourth string tight end. And they were still still operating at a really high level. I'll say this really quickly. What works against us here is that they don't have the tiebreaker with the Green Bay Packers. So, like, you lost that one head-to-head 20-3. So, if you go on, if the Packers maintain the same form that you do, you're both 6-7, and you lose out on that tiebreaker. Packers currently hold the seventh seed as it stands right now. That's the one thing. And and with Green Bay, the thing that works for them, their remaining schedule, Buccaneers, Panthers, Vikings, Bears. Like that's that is that's what you're really fighting against is you're you're hoping that the Rams can maintain form. You mm-hmm. probably need them to win out. And you need the Packers to lose one of these last four games that are very winnable games down the stretch. I mean, you, you might, them, you might, home. you right. might, right? Because it could be Green Bay and L.A. It's a good point. Yeah, you know, it, right? It could just be it could be Minnesota and Seattle that you need to take a step back. It's and, a good and, point because Green Bay does have a game against Minnesota, right? So and then Seattle, you also have the, the Rams do have the tiebreaker and would if it, you know if it plays out the way we think it did, uh, would they have the they would have the division tiebreaker uh, or the tiebreaker in general over Seattle. Yep. So the other one really quickly that I wanted to bring up, did you have anything else in the NFC? Because I had one in the AFC. No, let's go to the AFC. It's a more interesting conversation there anyways. So I think the, the, the sexy one that immediately draws everybody's attention, and I think rightfully so, is Denver, right? So Denver is sitting there, currently sitting ninth at 7-6, and six, so, so two spots out of a playoff spot. 
But again, you look at the remaining schedule. So now, what you need to happen is, of course, on the road this weekend in Detroit. I think that's a winnable game. We've seen Detroit kind of shrivel up a bit. We, we know that this is a flawed team that I think is not as good as our record indicates. Mm-hmm. The statistics would tell you they're a team that's not as good as the record indicates. So a winnable game here against Detroit. But again, you're an underdog. But look at the rest of the schedule for this team. New England at home, the Chargers at home, on the road against the Las Vegas Raiders. You're talking about three teams with massive quarterback issues. Rumors already bubbling up that Jimmy G might make a return for Las Vegas at some point because it's just been so bad for Aiden O'Connell. But if you get past Detroit here this weekend, you're talking about a Broncos team that is going to be favored in their last three games, two of which come at home, all against abysmal quarterback situations for this defense, which has gotten better every single week. Yeah, the so the concern, and Gil and I were talking about uh, this earlier in the week, the, this Denver team is just still so tough for me to figure out because I think it's so hard to judge really what they've done the past five weeks with the turnover differential so yep. much in their favor. And then what happened with Herbert and the Chargers last week, right, where you're already kind of already kind of in that mode of playing a backup quarterback. It's so hard for me to really judge how, how good or bad or it's just extremely average I think this team is. The one thing I wrote that I did, I did circle this one as well, JVT, because I think that, yes, the schedule cannot be ignored. No matter what you think about Denver, right. that schedule really can't be ignored those last three weeks. I just I don't have enough confidence in this team to make that sort of bet now. I would have to I, I would have to wait to see what this Lions game looks like and what else happens in the AFC playoff picture. And maybe they play, play a competitive game with the Lions but still lose uh, against the Lions. You can get a better number on this team next week as you run you know go through that easy runway to end the season. That's probably how I would play. Yeah, and I do think you know you mentioned like being competitive here against the Lions this week. Uh, I do think that they are the side here against Detroit as well. Uh, I grabbed a piece of five and a half, so we'll okay. see if that's going to be uh, something that comes to fruition. But I just I think that then, this is more anti-Detroit than anything else. Yeah, no, no, and I understand that. I mean, they've looked bad. The other ones I point out, like I bet the Bills this week. I think if you're, I think if you're on the Bills train, then you're probably like if you wanted to go bet even money to make the playoffs, sure, go for it. I'd probably just you know bet bet longer odd stuff of them going even further. I think the one no with all these teams we're talking about, the Colts no has to become attractive at some I point. I, I didn't want to bring that. Yeah, I you didn't, didn't want to speak that up. into existence. <laughs> doing on his own, Shane Steichen doing a great job with my team. All right, we'll take a break. Come back, Will Hill. Going to join us Will next. Hill. Let's talk to Will Hill about some NFL, some college, whatever he wants to talk about. Man, it's Will's moment. It's a numbers game here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. JVT filling in for Gil. The game changes in an instant in the NBA. Trust me, I know. I watched uh, Brandon Pachemski screw me over yesterday. But no matter how the action unfolds, you know DraftKings Sportsbook has your back. This week, new customers can score 150 instantly in bonus bets just for betting five bucks on basketball. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code VSIN. The crown is yours. Back here on a numbers game, I'm Jonathan Von Tobel filling in for Gil Alexander, filling his civic duty and in for jury duty. So you just in a room? Is that what you do? You just go there and then you just kind of wait to get called? Yeah, yeah, okay. pretty much. Yeah, you kind of go check in, wait to see if you get called. Well, then if you tell, but so I've experienced that. I'm kind of, all right, to give some, to give our audience a little bit of background. Mm. I've had many jobs in my life, like a lot. Yes, you okay? have. And one of the jobs that I hated the most was I was a political survey, like call person at a call center. <laughs> I did that um, for one week in college and quit. <laughs> I, I, I think I've told the story before, but I'll say it one more time. Uh, one time I got hung up on, and one of the guys leaned over and said, kid, I've been here for 12 years. I'll give you the ropes. And I said, no. <laughs> and, I, and, I, and, I, and I went back to school, and, I, and here I am. Um, but I, I, so I do actually answer political calls because I, I know how it is, so I'll actually answer. Right, right. But right. I'm, what I'm getting to when it ties in, ties into what Gil is, is that every time when they ask you, and this is also why I answer, when you answer, they ask you, are you in media? And I say yes, and immediately it's like, thanks, see you later. And they hang up on you. Is that the same thing with jury duty? Like, does Gil just get to tell them, I work in media? It's not traditional media, but yeah. it's media. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think for, for what we do, they don't care as much. If you're a if you're a news anchor or a news reporter or something, they yeah. care a little bit more. Uh, usually, I, I've heard those stories, but yeah, I don't, I don't think that's going to be the instant uh, the instant cross-off yes. for Gil this morning. I mean, <laughs> as long as he takes that route and not some of the more drastic routes that are out there, as we know, in yeah, terms yeah, of yeah. rumors to get out of jury duty. You don't right, want right, to do those right, things. Yeah, exactly. Do I mean, the other, the other way I was just talking about with him yesterday, it's like you also don't want to... You don't want to try to get out of it with some excuse that's just going to delay it for like, like okay, cool, come back next month. Right. 
Right, like, okay, well, you can't keep doing that. You don't want to keep doing that either. I got gout, you know, I can't be here that long. <laughs> right, you know, yeah. Something like that. Um, I've never had gout. Is that, is that a foot thing? No, it's something in your stomach. Oh, okay, I have I no idea. I, I've got nothing. At me, JVT. If you no, it is a foot thing. It, it is. is. Okay, all right, cool. I don't know what the hell I was. At me, JVT. Text me if you had gout. <laughs> Inflammatory uh, arthritis. Oh, okay. It causes um, pain and swelling in your joints. There we go. See, you can't do jury duty with that. Just tell them, Gil. I used to tell the doctor I had cataracts for different reasons. All right. Let's talk. Uh, let's, <laughs> <laughs> let's talk awards, baby. So we talked MVP. Uh, we did talk a little bit about Coach of the Year uh, with uh, Will Hill, and I do think he had a really good point in that. Looking at this from a Coach of the Year standpoint in the National Football League, I wouldn't say no to Kyle Shanahan again. I, I am fascinated by that dynamic, like Kyle Shanahan versus Brock Purdy, because right. the conversation around Brock Purdy, for those who get extreme with it, is he is a system quarterback, which I don't believe to be the case. He's executing the system very well. Does the, ex does the system help him play better? Sure. sure. But there's not many who are going to get plugged yeah. in there and operate at this level that Brock Purdy is. But there is that thought process, and because there are some of us that think that, there might be some voters who think that. And so if you're voting for Coach of the Year, right, if you're somebody who votes for both, do you, can, you, can you realistically talk yourself into voting for Kyle Shanahan for Coach of the Year and Brock Purdy for MVP? Like, I do wonder if that is a dynamic or if I, I'm I making something out of nothing. Like, no, like, like you said, again, it's, it's whenever we talk awards, it's handicapping voters, right? It's not really handicapping as much as what we, think's gonna, uh, what we think it should be. It's what do we think the thought process is going to be. And I, like, the way I always talk about with, like that specific JVT is it's the – all it takes is a couple people to think that way, right? right. And then you're already behind the eight ball with it, as far as this stuff goes. You so, can make a difference with your vote. Go on. <laughs> there, you go. there you go. So, yeah, like, is is it a thing? It's enough of a thing when it comes to voting to a, on awards that it, that it's in my mind that I think you have to keep it in your mind. So, I, I mean, that got brought up a lot, you know, earlier in the season, right, with the Offensive Player of the Year and MVP with, two, you know, two and Tyreek. It was, could you possibly do that? And yes, I think that's in voters' minds that a lot of voters wouldn't do that. Yep. So I also, when you're looking at this, and I thought he, he had, Will had a good rebuttal in terms of looking at Harbaugh. I, I think he's actually done a really good job, but the expectation was that this team was going to be somewhat good. But the expectation was that the 49ers were going to be good. Right. Yeah. So I, I don't know what that, like, I don't know why that would be ignored for Shanahan, but not ignored for Harbaugh. But the I, third, go ahead. I, I just think in general with both those, it's the opportunity to take the one seed and possibly finish in the NFL with the best record. Well, how about this? Right. So it, those, it just as plain and simple as that. For those who are watching up on YouTube TV. And you're getting double digit odds for, yes. for so, those guys. So for those who are watching about YouTube TV and uh, VEASAN.com. So if you look at those two names, Cal Shanahan, John Harbaugh, um, that trio right there, let me direct you to 14 to 1. Kevin Stefanski, again, we've got Joe Flacco out here. He doesn't look like prime Joe Flacco, but he's taking shots downfield. Like he's averaged up to targets in double digits. They're winning football games, like at least competing in some of these things. If they can push on and have a winning record in these last four games and make it, given what Stefanski has had to deal with at the quarterback position, yep. again, now this is defensively driven. If you're a voter, do you say Stefanski is in offensive mind? He does not get credit for it. Again, you can again handicapping what yeah, people yeah, think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I do think that that is worth a look. You talk about having to make lemonade out of dog poo. Like yeah. That's exactly what Stefanski has done with this team. So so I always think, what do these teams got to do? They got they, He's got to make the playoffs. He's, but if he makes the playoffs, and right now they're, what, a game up, all right, or, or half game? No, a game up on all the all the seven-win teams. Um, if you make the playoffs, it, it's the one I've gotten the most questions about since this past weekend. And, yeah, I think it's live. Of course, I, I think he's absolutely live. If he makes the playoff, because a lot of these AFC coaches – that's what we're talking about, right? We're just talking about D'Amico Ryans. What were your expectations before the season? Nothing. You get to the playoffs, you're live for this, right? Shane Steichen, same thing. What were the what were the expectations for the Colts? Nothing. You get to the playoffs, you're live for this. Sean Payton, you're live for this. So all those guys, I think, fall into that group, including Zach Taylor. We brought him up as well. So I think there's a case for almost any of those. So what's the you, – you and Will hit on this earlier. I just don't know. I don't know that I believe – in any of these guys being in single digits, being that okay. much better than the rest of the field. Which so means there's, to me, there's value in this market. I just don't have the one guy I'm running to go bet on. And that's why it brings us full circle to what we talked about with MVP. We can have all these conversations. I think I can talk, if you sat me down with any coach of the year voter, I could sit there and poke holes a thousand ways in Dan Campbell's case to win coach of the I, year. I have no idea how he's the short shot in this But moment. here's the thing. We Still don't get it. Narratively, People love him. Yeah. 
and like, and maybe we're having this whole conversation for no reason. And, and, and that might reality, be the case with Mike McDaniel too, yeah. right? I mean, potentially. The only thing that works against Mike McDaniel is they have fallen short in the big spots, right? Yeah. They have lost to the Kansas City Chiefs, the Buffalo Bills, like all these teams that are viewed as contemporaries. They have lost those games. But I, so, like, but, but to, to that point, I think Dan Campbell's case and these odds next to Dan Campbell that we're seeing today made a whole lot more sense two months ago. But Kelly, and now the team's falling falling apart. But big rebuttal here. Dan Campbell's funny. Dan Campbell's likable. Right. Dan Campbell exactly. screams on the sidelines. Yeah, exactly. Like, I, honestly, like that's what I'm saying. Like we could be having this conversation for absolutely no reason. That in reality, he's actually like minus 500 because all of these voters have made up their minds. Oh, the moribund Lions—they're going to win double-digit games. And Dan Campbell is the funny guy on HBO we watched last year, and he's at the center of all of it. Could be the reason. Yeah. I think it's—I think it's Ben Johnson and other reasons why they're going to be as good as they are. But that's just me. So. Anyway, coach of the year. It's more good as fast. It, it is a fascinating one. Who like do you, you think wins it? Who, not who would you bet on today? Who do you think wins this? If you're to ask me right now, who I thought and who win do, it. who do you th- and who would you bet on if you had to bet today? Okay, so those are two different questions. Yes. If, I, if you're asking me who I think wins it, I do think it's Dan Campbell because I think that okay. voters are somewhat simple in terms of what they uh, analyze with these. If I were to bet it, it would be Kevin Stefanski. Assuming that this is probably this is unfair because I'm putting another caveat on this. Assuming C.J. Stroud is is not for some reason gone a long time, you know, multiple weeks. Sure. I think D'Amico Ryan's wins this award. Yep. If I had to make a bet today, it is Kevin Stefanski or Mike McCarthy. Mike, I think there's also I think it's the same line, kind of the same line. Figure why we brought up Kyle Shanahan, and John Harbaugh. Mike McCarthy's just a name. That okay, the expectations were that might have been there with this team, but it's just a name we get used to seeing, and we don't we we just don't really care. But like, okay, you go went, go, went through the whole play calling change with this team. This is right now as we sit here today, the best Cowboys team I've seen in a long time. Yeah, you've gotten to that level. If you are able to make a run somehow at possibly flirting with this one seed in the NFC, I think Mike McCarthy's live too. Nah, he didn't. Uh, he didn't run the ball in that one third down. Right, exactly. Against the so, Seattle Seahawks. So these are the things where I'm like, voters are not going to remember that kind of stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like at the end of the day, they're not going to remember that. All right, let me ask you this really quickly. I sent yeah. a text. Uh, one of my favorite people, we'll have to continue this on the other side. One of my favorite people in the network, Femi Bebefe, um, host the Lombardi Line, GM Shuffle. I texted him on Sunday because I asked him, I have a ticket preseason on Miles Garrett at 8-1 to one to win Defensive Player of the Year. He said, uh, how accurate is the NFL deep point market, do you think? And at that point, Michael Parsons is minus 110. Parsons is now minus 130 after a big win on Sunday night over the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, he told me he does not think it's very accurate that Garrett should be the favorite. Where do you land here? Because for a lot of different metrics would point to Miles Garrett having a pretty a solid lead here in terms of being the best overall defensive player mm-hmm. and being the best player on the best defense in the NFL. Yeah. This is not one at current odds I'd be running to bet. I, th- I think it's more those two are more close to even, though, to each other that you should be feeling good about your 8-1. to one. Narratively, why I feel the best, Miles Garrett doesn't have one yet. If, if there, there you go. Year, I mean, if, it's that, and people are just going to point to all oh, the yep. tough Cleveland defense, like bleeding them to the playoffs. Yeah. If there was a year he'd win it by default, it would be this year, just like Joel Embiid won it last year. We right. didn't have one right. Yet. Exactly. All right, last ten minutes here on a numbers game. Vsin, the Sports Betting Network. Don't go anywhere. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. 
Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. A numbers game on VSEN, the sports betting network. You know what I love? Free stuff. All right? I just took up an offer on a free thing. And how about this? You can get... Our bull betting guide for free. Check it out now. You don't have to be a pro subscriber. So if you're listening right now or watching and you're like, you know what? I haven't really chatted about yet. I don't even want to try the introductory offer. Well, just get a sample of what we do. Check out the bull guide for free. You get strategies for betting bulls, how to use betting tools, expert picks. I know the Golics are in there, Musburger's in there, um, and more. Oh, Steve Mackinac, his betting systems too. Check out your free copy today, vcin.com slash bull guide. And if you like what you see, vcin.com slash subscribe and check out the introductory offer for $9.99. Look befuddled. Do I do it? Can I, can I say the line? Do it. We get tweets. We get tweets. All right, there you go. All right, coming from Primetime, who uh, does uh, does tweet in a lot, used to tweet in uh, uh, Primetime Action all the time. All right, at, just uh, he just added me on this. So, sorry. It's just add Kelly Bidlin. Easiest way to get out of jury duty is walk in, declare both sides that you are the perfect juror due to the fact that, quote, I can just look at someone and know 100% whether they are not guilty. Yes, that will probably work. That's nice. Uh, this coming from Corbin. Love this episode of Numbers Game this morning. Extended episode of Harvard Handicappers with a bit of football thrown in. Another thing I don't even think people can have an argument anymore without having to be right. I think sports voters are the same. Yes, I think that is uh, something Very we true. probably established on the show today, at ND Money tweet again, these listeners often hear hosts and guests hammer the importance of value, line shopping, CLV, etc. Yet I've never heard anyone bring up a player's salary as part of the equation for determining MVP. Purdy isn't the best, definitely most value. At ND Money. I'm a little confused with the question. Did you bring up someone's salary? No, I, I, I mean, I interpreted it. Interpreted it, or is he saying that's a? Pl- it voters, should be a part of it. Or yeah, the voters will look at his salary, or like essentially his yeah. status, and say he's playing well above what we expected coming into the league. I mean, I think again, you could. Tie- D, I'm filling in the, the gaps here potentially, but yeah, I think you could tie that into what a lot of people have been saying about like, oh, him being drafted so late, right? right. Same kind of thing. Yes. Okay, I think I get that. Is that it? I don't know that it – so this – I think it goes back to la, the last segment, though. Like, again, we're handicapping voters, not what we actually think. And, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know that maybe there is a vote, couple voters out there that say, well, Brock Purdy, like, wow. he got drafted that late. He's like, this is incredible. He's got to win MVP. Bury the lead here. Uh, New York Morty. If there was anyone I would want to fill in for Gil, it would be JVT. That was like an hour ago. You're not going to read this? Was I on that one? Yeah, I didn't on. see what, that. What are we doing? You're trying to bury the lead. You're just, my ego is big enough as it is. I got another one from New York, Marty, but it wasn't about that. Oh, okay. All right. Actually, he tweeted me separately and told me, told me you suck. That's what he did. You know what? I'll take it. No. Any, any, <laughs> any, uh, what is it? Any, uh, any news is good news or whatever it is? Any publicity? Publicity. Yeah, yeah there, there we go. go. Whatever. Any publicity is good publicity. I'm in. Okay. Speaking of being in, Kelly, I'm not afraid to be wrong. We're, we're wrong a lot in this business. Oh, yeah, yeah, we are. Yeah. Never afraid to be wrong. Never. I think it's one of my strengths. Never afraid to be wrong. Okay? Except with my wife. I'm never wrong. How's that working out for you? (laughs) We just had our third marriage anniversary. It's going great. Two kids. Uh, Okay. I bring this up because I'm in. I did it again. Yeah, of course you did. 
Now, it's an off-market number-ish, so I yes. think that does help the case. Yes. But last night, I don't know if you watched it, but I sure as hell did. And I watched my Los Angeles Clippers absolutely dismantle the Sacramento Kings yesterday. I watched my Los Angeles Clippers win their fifth consecutive game. I watched my Los Angeles Clippers with this new starting lineup that has a net rating of now over 15. I watched my Los Angeles Clippers look like what they could be. And I bet them to win the NBA Finals at 30-1. to 1. And preach. There we go. I like, How do you like them apples. 30-1. to 1. I still have never seen that movie. Oh, God. You kill me with this stuff. Good Will okay. Hunting? Yes. I yeah. know what it is. You were born. You were born. So it, 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 it's just never coming. He's, fu- he's a janitor? He's like a super smart janitor, right? Is that yeah. the concept? <laughs> I've seen the Family Guy version of it. I've never seen the actual. <laughs> <laughs> so so st- that's how you watch Star Wars, too? <laughs> that's exactly how I watch Star Wars. It's brilliant. It's <laughs> the actual Star Wars. Just watch the Family Guy version of it. Oh, it's great. Um all right, so what were we talking? We we're talking about Clippers, and you got thirty to one. They're You're right; it is off market. Here Eighteen to one at DraftKings. Yep, and here where we sit right now yeah. at circuits, they're thirty to one to win the NBA Finals. So we've talked a lot about our Harvard handicappers. I don't have a single bet for for a team to win the NBA Finals, to win the Eastern Conference, to win the Western Conference. I do think sitting at thirty to one with a team that is finally rounding into shape, it appears. I think it's I think it's a pretty good bet. I think they're live. I think that the West is maybe starting to look a little bit more open than we thought at the beginning of the year. Um, I'm not trying to – I've been trying to be cautious with the Nuggets, and they've had a little bit of a bumpy run here recently. A lot of it definitely is tied into Jamal Murray health and availability and and some of that. But Jokic kind of not not having as great of a shooting season as he's had in years past. Mm -hmm. Some of this stuff a little on the decline. You've seen the, the Warriors I don't trust at all. Even though they've gotten feisty in some of these games recently, I I think that team outside of Steph Curry, I don't trust at all. My point is the West, I think, is more wide open than we would have necessarily thought during the summertime, right? The Suns, we still haven't seen the whole big three-play game together yet, so we can't really get that excited about them. The Lakers win an in-season tournament uh, title, but uh, that team is basically the same as what they were a year ago. I don't hate it. I don't hate it. It's my well, long way of saying I don't hate it at all. And here's the big difference, okay? I'm just not making that bet this early because of, of health concerns I would still have with Kawhi and Paul George. And that's, that's, I think, the key argument for me. Mm-hmm. How many games has Kawhi Leonard missed this year? Do you know? Oh, I, like one? Two? None. Zero. He has played in every game. He's back to backs. And they have the most back-to-backs in yep. third and fourth, three games and four nights of any team in the NBA. He is playing every single night. His last three games, he's starting to get more comfortable. His last three games, 41, 34, and 31, shooting well over 57% from the field in those three games. He is not only healthy, and this is like this was the whole thing, right? When everybody was laughing when they lost five straight, part of the job here is you're going to have to work in some different pieces. But this lineup with Harden on the floor and Russell Westbrook off and their new starting lineup is downright elite, and it's getting better every single week. So I'm just willing to take the risk. I'm willing to do it, yeah. especially at off-market 30-1. to one, And the way that they've been winning games, the way the West looks, I'm in. I'm yeah, in. Yeah, I mean, you, you've pressed me on the pod because there, there's a team that I can, I can make the same argument about uh, to the negatives that, that I've been very high on the past couple years when you have a healthy Zion Williamson, it's the New Orleans Pelicans and what we've seen that team look like uh, uh, when all, you know, when they have CJ McCollum, uh, Brandon Ingram and him on the court, it's just the same thing. I'm just not ready to dive into the few on the futures markets. Cause I am. Can Zion really make it through a whole season? I don't really know. Um, and this is, goes back to our whole two, two thoughts in your head at the same time. Sure. Right. So yeah, I, look, I like it. I like the number. There's a chance it's the best number you're going to see all year. So I don't, I don't mind the bet at all. All right, uh, really quickly, tonight in the NBA, you betting anything? I bet the Bucks. I bet the Bucks. I think this is back-to-back uh, not good cards, though. We talked to Drew Dinzig yesterday. I thought he brought up a good point, JVT, of just the – this is usually like December, January, February, kind of my favorite time of year to bet the NBA. In-season tournament has thrown this off a little Dude, bit. It's because you know what's throwing me off, too, is all the days off. Like it's, so, it's and that's what Drew. Rhythm. That's it's, what Drew brought up. Like yeah. he, he brought up how this is the time of year that a lot of us like to attack different rest advantage spots. When you've kind of hit this reset period, yep. it makes it a little tougher. I do agree. Last night I didn't bet a single thing. I'm on the Bucks tonight. I laid five and a half yesterday, up to six and a half. I think you're still you'd be a fine there. You could also look to get an in game. This is definitely a game where yes, I bet something pregame, but I'm going to look. 
uh, look in game with how high the total is. We're talking 258 yep. and a half. Again, remember this is a rematch from what we saw uh, in the in-season tournament semifinals. Uh, really, really a lot of a number of a number play for me. We're back at home in Milwaukee. I don't think this adjusted enough from what we saw that in-season tournament uh, number looking like, especially since the total is exactly the same. We did see a bit of a formula from the Lakers, I think, of how you can shut down Tyrese Halliburton, how you can kind of make this team struggle a little bit more on the Pacers' side, plus the Bucks. We, we heard of all the reports about the explosions post-game. I mean, if this is not... The, it's not, could not, have, not actual explosions for anybody watching. Yeah, yeah, post, thank uh, you. Uh, yeah, locker yeah. room explosions. Uh, locker room explosions. But if this is if this is not as much of a revenge spot as you can get in the regular season in the NBA, I don't know what is. And a lot of that was just pure effort problems from yep. the Bucks during that game. So I like this side tonight. Um, again, I think at this number you could still bet it. I would bet. I would bet bet it lightly though, and look to get in live. I think you'll get an opportunity under two fifty eight and a half. All right, add that out of the way. Important things. Uh, tweet from Jason who says, in true and numbers game fashion, what does this mean? Can you ask JBT if he has a sushi place? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, I wanted to read that one to you. What's your favorite sushi place in town? Okay, so we just went to one, and actually, myself, my wife, and Dustin Sweetelson. Oh, okay. All went out together one night. Sushi Neko on Spring Mountain. Awesome. Okay. It's the first time go. I went out there. They also get little meat skewers and stuff like that. All part of all you can eat. Tremendous. Give them a all you pop. can eat? Yeah, baby. Oh, okay. And so it might be Gil's spot. It might not be. I don't know. The skewer. Why? Gil's got a secret sushi spot. He won't tell anybody. What are the chances? So of everybody t- everybody tweets in about it. Uh, well, uh, I'll find out. I'll find <laughs> out. I know sushi. He hasn't told me. He won't tell me. This is my city. You think you can get out of here with a secret? Come on. All right, that does it for a numbers game. Uh, Gil, unless he's on the trial of the century, should be back tomorrow because he's filling in on jury duty. Appreciate all the kind words and the engagement today. Uh, I will see you, what's today, Wednesday? Uh, Friday on Prime Primetime and, of course, on the weekends. Uh, With that, I'm sorry. I don't know what's coming up next. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin, And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.